In this episode, we talk about quiet quitting, quiet firing, and why they are not the same thing. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, the show where in under 15 minutes, I share simple ideas that make massive changes in your life and in the world at large. My name is Greg Clunas, and quiet quitting has been trending a lot lately. This idea that you just do enough is massive shift in worker attitudes and labor attitudes across the United States, moving us more to systems that already exist in Europe, where work-life balance and clear boundaries between your job and your life are maintained and respected. However, not everyone is happy about that, namely employers and managers, because we are moving away from a system where labor and work is the only value towards a system where our lives have more value than the work that those lives allow us to do. And this is largely spearheaded by Gen Z. They are, in many ways, the most progressive generation that has ever existed, both in terms of societal changes that need to happen and in terms of respect for themselves. However, I recently saw something online that honestly gave me chills. This idea of quiet firing. And it's something I think we need to talk about because while every single article I've read about it and every video I've seen about it equate these two as though they are the same, as though the damage done by each of them is the same, I actually think that that's really dangerous. And I think that quiet firing is actually a form of abuse. So this is going to be an interesting episode. Let's start this by talking about what quiet quitting is. We're going to define it, talk about why it's really not that big of a deal, and then we're going to do the same for quiet firing. We're going to define it, and we're going to talk about what it looks like in practice. So the definition for quiet quitting is, quote, Quiet quitting is an application of work to rule in which employees work within defined work hours and engage solely in activities within those hours. The philosophy of quiet quitting, despite the name, is not connected to quitting a job, but rather doing exactly what the job requires. Does that sound really that bad? The idea of quiet quitting is doing the work that is required of you. You have a contract with your employer, you have a set work schedule that you have agreed upon and the employer has agreed upon in that contract and you do your work, you do your job, you accomplish the goals that are set for you and you make progress. That's it. That is all quiet quitting is. It actually is just abiding by the contract. 
Now, of course, some people might slack off, but that, by the definition of quiet quitting, does not actually fall into what quiet quitting is. By definition, it is just doing your job exactly as defined, exactly as agreed upon, and exactly as the contract states. However, a lot of people are unhappy with this. Older generations that maybe came from an era where your work was your life, it was your livelihood, and you gave everything to it, they look at people who practice quiet quitting, which again, isn't even really a thing you practice, it is just doing your job. They look at those people and they say, well, they're lazy, or they are entitled, or insert any other way of bringing down an entire generation in this space. But it's really not that complicated. You've agreed to something with your employer and you are fulfilling that contract. So why is it negative? Now, besides older generations, you also, of course, have employers who are now unhappy. And the reason many of them are unhappy is because they no longer get free labor. They no longer get free team building. They no longer get all of the benefits that come from getting your employees to abide by a culture where you are regularly working them beyond the work hours that you agreed upon, or you're expecting them to go above and beyond on things that really don't require it simply because you are their employer. That's not a healthy relationship. If you agree on a contract, as long as a person is following through on that contract, then there shouldn't be an issue. But unfortunately, it is an issue because we live in the regular world and oftentimes, especially in a sort of capitalist uh, run country, you do not have that much value for labor. Those two things are often diametrically opposed. So you have a situation where the capital needs to produce more capital. To do that, it needs to find underpriced labor. This is why a culture of overworking employees, whether you want to define overworking as actually physically overworking them or just expecting more from them than the contract states, a culture of overworking employees is important in a capitalist system because it means that the labor costs get brought down. And when you spread that over the entire company for a thousand person, 2000 person company, you are finding an enormous amount of gains in profits simply because the labor cost has been brought down across the board so much. However, it's not something the average worker is going to be able to calculate because they they just can't do that math. So ultimately what you end up with in a non-quiet quitting world is companies getting enormous amounts of value from their labor and paying them only for the value that was agreed upon in the contract. Now, of course, if the employee ever breaks that contract, if they don't honor the details that they agreed upon in that contract, then they are likely going to get fired. But that doesn't seem to happen for the employer. And there's a very important reason for this, because the employer has the power. The employer has the negotiation ability. The employer is in control of the capital, capital which the worker needs in order to make any progress in their lives, in order to do anything. And so what you end up with is this contract that should be made between labor and capital. However, it's not actually equal because capital is valued significantly higher. And for the average person, 
leaving that job is actually not that easy. Yes, of course, they can start the search. However, getting to interviews and going through the job process while trying to maintain an existing job and not get found out and not get punished if you do get found out, that's already challenging. So the trouble they would need to go through in order to replace the job because the job has not followed through on the contract that was agreed upon or because the job is expecting more from them than the contract that was agreed upon is incredibly high. Meanwhile, the employer, the capital can replace that worker very easily. So this is part of why quiet quitting is such an important topic in society, because what it represents is a move back where labor is finally taking back control over the value of their time and their hours. They are agreeing upon a contract and they are doing exactly what that contract asks for. And then they are stopping. Because that time and that labor and that intelligence that they would be putting into more has not been paid for, and therefore it should not be given. That's all quiet quitting is. It's a return of power, a return of balance to the negotiation that happens between labor and capital. But there is another thing that has been on the rise, and maybe not so much on the rise, maybe it's just now it's being categorized and identified, which is equally as important to look at, and it's called quiet firing. Now, if you don't know what this is, I'm going to read the definition. So quiet firing is, quote, definitions of quiet firing range from employers who actively make working conditions miserable to managers who deny time, resources, or opportunities to employees, thereby encouraging them to leave without dismissing them outright. Now, if you are watching this show or listening to the podcast, I hope I don't have to explain why that's so messed up. You see, with quiet quitting, you are honoring the contract that was agreed upon. With quiet firing, the employer, the manager, is finding everything that doesn't breach the contract to make your life miserable so that you leave. Now, there are any number of reasons why they might do this. This could include the fact that that employee has quiet quit. The employee isn't going above and beyond. They aren't being a team player. So let's replace them with someone who can, but they're following the contract. So we can't actually replace them. We don't have any grounds for that. So how do we do that? Well, let's make it clear that they don't have a future at this company. Let's make it clear that they need to leave. Otherwise, their life is going to be miserable. That's what quiet firing is. That is abuse. That is an abusive relationship between one party who has the power, has the capital, which again, in a capitalist system, capital is all that matters. Capital purchases labor. In theory, labor should be able to purchase capital at an equal rate, but that doesn't happen in our market because in order to generate capital, you need to purchase labor at an undervalued rate. That's the only way you can get a profit from the two. And so because capital has more power, anyone who controls capital is going to have more power than people who only control labor. And so what you have is 
a group or an entity that is significantly more powerful in the relationship, abusing their power and abusing the fact that they have the control to push out employees, at least in some cases, because that employee is only honoring the contract rather than going above and beyond the contract. And that's not okay. That's not something that we should equate. Like those two things aren't on the same level. And it's not something that we should allow to happen. If this kind of thing is happening at your company or someone you know, this needs to be dealt with. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know how we deal with it. Because again, capital has the power. But this is why things like unions at a Starbucks or an Amazon warehouse, this is why that matters. The ability to bring labor together and show a unified front is the only way that labor can gain more power than capital. And so this idea of quiet quitting, I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, even if you don't agree with it, even if you feel like people should be going above and beyond, even if you feel like in your day or, or in your personal life, you are going to go above and beyond, no one's telling you that you can't. What I want to ask of you, and what the suggestion I want to make is that we, as the labor, as the larger part of the population that does not have control of capital in most cases and is only able to use labor for our leverage and our negotiations, that we start to allow something like quiet quitting to exist, where we do not sit and criticize others for doing just enough where we remove the negative connotation from not going above and beyond, not being a team player outside of the defined hours that we are supposed to be working. We need to let that be okay, even if we aren't going to practice it ourselves. And the reason for this is because if it's not okay across all of society, if this does not become a cultural shift, then it's not going to have any power. And the people who choose to try to balance their lives and create that separation between their personal lives and their work, they are now at risk because there is no unified front, because they know that the next person they hire will likely not follow the same approach. They are now at risk of being quiet fired. And that's not okay. So I hope that this episode gave you something to think about, something that you could potentially apply in your own life, or at the very least, better understand the perspective of. I want to hear from you, though. If you're listening to this right now, head over to the YouTube. The link is in the description of this episode. And leave a comment. What are your thoughts on this? Are you a fan of quiet quitting? Or do you think that it's people being lazy? Leave your answer down below. Let me hear what you think. Thank you so much for being here. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.